Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast, a webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host, as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to everyone who supports anything that we got going on. Special shout out to all the students from By the Hood University, as well as, as, well as the By the Hood Ownership Camp for the youth. Shout out to all you guys. Um, my partner, Corey, is not here with me today. He's out handling business in the streets for the, for the culture. But with that being said... You know, our show is to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work, who are building businesses, who are investing, just doing, putting all kinds of positive energy out there. We want to make sure that we highlight them and bring them to you. And this brother I have on right now, a brother from the Midwest who's doing amazing work um, in terms of real estate, just investing. And he's also teaching. He's also teaching. Right. So one of the things I like about his platform is he's giving the information back. So without further ado, man, I want to welcome my brother Andre Haynes on. Andre, what's up, good brother? What's going on, Jimmy? How you feeling? Appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, listen, man, it's, it's, it's my pleasure, man. Listen, um, we're going to get into your entire story, man. But one of the things I want to say to you, man, is uh, congratulations on your success before we even start. And also, man, um, I like to see how you're giving the information back. Um, you know, you talk about your journey with NACA and all that. And we're going to get into that. But you okay. actually teach. And I think that's admirable the way you help other folks get in the game. For sure, for sure, man. Um, everything like in the very beginning for me was like it started off with the education and me reading, you know what I mean? When I was at my job trying to figure things out, like how most of my followers are. And um the the number one thing that I always came across and the stuff that I was reading and the stuff that I was studying, man, like once you get in position, make sure you pay it forward. You know what I mean? You gotta give yeah. it back. And and there's no particular way to give it back, but as long as you give it back and trying to help people, you know what I mean, who kinda like on that same path that you were on. Like you're doing all right. And um that was like my main thing. And I kinda like made a pact with God. Um, if he like, you know what I mean, changed my life and brought me out of my situation, that I would do everything in my power to help, you know what I mean, whoever That's you know what I mean needed it. You know what I mean? And um and since then just things have been working out in my favor, man. I'm extremely blessed. That's amazing, man. So let's talk about your journey, man. Um, where are you originally from? Where were you how were you raised? Like where are you originally from? Um, I'm from the south side of Chicago, uh the Ida B. Wells project, you know, they ain't there no more, but um yeah, that's where I started at, man. Um, extreme, extreme humble beginnings. Um, you know how it is in the projects, you know, everybody on, you know what I mean? Food stamps, it was food stamps at the time, wasn't no EBT or Link at the time. So, you know what I mean? Everybody was on food stamps. Wasn't a whole lot of financial literacy, you know what I mean? Everybody talked to like, you know what I mean? Once you turn a certain age, especially the females, go get on section eight, you know what I mean? Guys, you know what I mean? Picking up weed, crack. Or, you know what I mean, trying to rap or, uh, you know what I mean, play sports, which really, like, mm -hmm. we felt like were our only options. And um, probably at the age of, like, six or seven, like, you know what I mean, the the, the crack ep epidemic has swept through the projects real heavy. And my old man and my mom got caught up in that shit real bad. And um, mm -hmm. I ended up being adopted by my aunt. So I was blessed to be adopted into my own family. And um, I honestly look back at the time, I understand but that situation is what changed the whole trajectory of my life. Um, so I ended up moving with my aunt to the suburbs of Maywood, Broadview, Illinois. Um, and from there, like, you know, she started raising me in church, just like, you know what I mean? Real strict. 
she had raised two boys before, so you know what I mean. She just was ready for whatever with me. You know what I mean? Real tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, just a church lady, and um, worked real hard. You know what I mean to make sure I was straight and shit. And um, you know, just just a regular childhood man. And I didn't realize I was poor until I moved out to the suburbs. I started, you know what I mean, meeting my white friends, going to their house. They got video games, basketball hoops, and they back there and all this shit. I ain't got none of this shit. So when I go home, I start asking for this shit. You know how black parents are. They get real defensive when it starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. Like, boy, I ain't buying that shit. Stop asking me for that shit. You know, like, I uh-huh. can't feed your little ass. Like, you know what I mean? Shit like that. And um, that was kind of like how childhood was. But like I said, I was blessed enough to be pulled out of that project situation because, like, a lot of my family and stuff, they were still down there. They got caught up, you know what I mean, selling drugs, you know what I mean, game banging, going to jail, just all of that. And I was removed from all of that. And, um... Throughout my teenage years, you know, I struggled a lot with trying to find myself and different stuff like that. But I got to high school, man, and um, God just started putting, like, some real, like, good quality people in my life. A couple of my guys, um, D. Brown and Shannon Brown, both uh, NBA ball players, went to college. Um, one played for uh, uh, Tom Izzo, the other one played for Bill Self. Mm-hmm. And um, these guys really, like, showed me, like, a lot of, like, positivity because, you know, they were from the hood, you know what I mean? Didn't have the most growing up and none of that shit as well. But these guys had motherfucking college coaches and all kind of shit coming to the school. Like, they coming to their house. They taking me to the, you know, schools with them and all of that. And um, at the time, I started rapping when I was a teenager. And they were like, bro, like, you got these same opportunities. Like, just because, you know what I mean, you ain't got it or your family ain't got it or don't mean like, you know what I mean? They got to be your circumstances and stuff like that. And being around people like that, it just starts to change my mentality a lot. And um, just being around these guys, bro, like young, 18 years old, 17 years old, I'm hanging out with motherfuckers like LeBron James, Maverick Carter, World Wide West, not even realizing who these mm-hmm. people were at the time, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But as we getting older and I'm seeing like, what the fuck going on? I'm hearing Jay-Z rapping about these niggas and, you know what I mean? These niggas blossoming into who they are and everything. I'm like, God, like, you really put me around some hitters. And it yeah. just made me believe that this shit that I'm trying to do is possible. So I went full throttle with my rap shit. I got the support of my guys. I'm seeing all of this shit going on. And Jimmy, when I tell you I wanted this shit probably for like 10 years, bro, like from the time I was like 17 to the time I was 27. And that shit just would not work out, bro. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but listen, bro, like, no, but, like, I was in the studio, like, man, with producers, man, paying five and ten thousand dollars for beats. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of my mm-hmm. other homies co signed on the beat. I grew up with him too. And Broadview, this dude went on to sell 30 million records, made a birthday cake for Rihanna. He made ass for Nicki Minaj. Um, mm-hmm. did uh. Big records for uh Big Sean, Justin Bieber. I mean, he even sold 30 million worldwide, yeah. bro. Like I had all of these people in my corner. I'm having meetings with labels and everything. God, like, nah, nigga. Nah. Listen, what's 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 for you? It's gonna come to you, right? It's gonna come, right? But but so, first and foremost, man, um, shout out to your aunt, man, because and shout out to all the aunts and grandmoms out there who right. step up because you know the thing about um, you know, black families, like you know, you, th- those that have it, they truly are a family, man. So I think that's an amazing story that your aunt stepped up. And um changed your life, so definitely yeah. want to give give her a shout out for that because that's uh that's dope. Um, Mary, man, and only you the first podcast I talk about this stuff on because usually I just jump right into the real estate shit. So you the mm-hmm. first person to really like talk to me about my life, life. So like yeah, really like this is the first time I'm really speaking on this shit for real, for real. And I be wanting people to hear it, but it just be seeming like people be wanting me to go into like the business side 
out the gate. But this the yeah. part that I really be wanting people to hear, like, yo, I don't come from this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm and that, but I think I think that's important because you're 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 you know you you're guy. I mean, the thing is, representation matters, right? So one of the things about doing this podcast, some of the feedback we get is like, you know, wow, man, you know that brother's just like me, like. The thing about our people is we're not a monolith. We we're, we come from all walks of life. We got people that come from the church, people that come from the street, people that are born in the suburb, people that are born in the city. Um, but we're all out here trying to do positive stuff and you're doing positive stuff, but you're still a regular person. I think it's important for you to be authentic and tell your story. And I, um, you know, that part of your story is dope because that, I mean, that's something that a lot of us can relate to having like, you know, aunts or grandmoms or somebody in the family, uncles. That step up and do their part, man. So I think that's amazing. I want to definitely give her a shout out. Um, so now you're on this journey, right? And you want to be a rapper and you're spending this money in the studio. So you're investing in this. You're actually going harder and putting that money. I got my cousin investing, my dad spending thousands, like everybody locked in. We didn't like formed LLCs, my big sister, my mentor, Kiyoki. Like we didn't like form the label, like all of this. We going in meetings, like we in. Motherfucking the big stations in Chicago, WGCI 92.3. Like, my songs on the radio and everything, bro. Like, it just, God just would not let me break through. Like, it was just, it's crazy how things worked out. So after a while, mind you, Jimmy, like, through this whole process, you know, I got two daughters. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Two beautiful, smart-ass daughters, too, at this point. Um, They young, and I'm like, okay, you've been at this shit for the past 10 years. Ain't shit shaking, you know what I'm saying? Ain't shit moving. You got some choices to make. And too, like, I'm motherfucking finna get put out my apartment. I got eviction notices, all this. This this rap shit is a man, this shit be like a facade, bro. Like, (laughs) like, you be spending all your money trying to look a certain way and like, you know, recording all that shit costs too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It ain't really no bread until like you really hit big because you more so spinning out just like in business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Except for in rap, you essentially like doing the slave shit because you signed to somebody. You know what I mean? Good thing I would like I say operating as an independent entity and just like partnering like with my people and shit. But man, like I say, the shit just wasn't working out. So I decided, you know what? I can't do this shit no more. And it was the hardest thing in the world for me to do was to like step away from that and give up on that shit, bro. I went and got like the weakest job in the world, but it paid my bills. I went and got like a telemarketing job where I'm calling around, putting people in like the worst colleges on the planet, bro. Like like Everest University and DeVry University and AIU and shit like this. But you know me, like I'm from the hood, so I can market, I can sell, I can talk. Like we know how to sell some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We gonna do that, like we can hustle. So this was this was an easy legit hustle for me. So I'm in here. I mean, I'm on these people phone killing this shit. Like, and the next thing I know, man, I'm like, all right, you can't get comfortable here. Like, you had a dream of being wealthy, doing a lot of big shit. You still got the same network. Like, but now you got to make a change because you was depending on everybody else for all this time, and that shit did not work out. So I started googling, like, man, how regular motherfuckers out here getting rich. Motherfuckers who work nine to five, you know what I'm saying? And I kept yeah. on coming across real estate in the stock market. Every time it was just real estate in the stock market, everything I came across. And um, I went and picked up Rich Dad, Poor Dad, man. And um, that book changed my life, bro. Like, Okay, so you so if you had to say any book changed your life, that would be the one? Rich Dad, Poor Dad, man. Yep. That's so when the light bulb went off. Like It was just like, oh, shit. You've been doing this shit wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's um... That's that's a book that a lot of folks like. I would say ninety percent of the people that come on the pod is always that book. Like I read that and it changed my life. So 
let me ask you a question. So after you read the book and, and you and you figured out like, oh, I gotta do something different. What was the first move you made to you know kind of become an investor? I started saving all of my checks, bro. Like everything, I started putting money into my 401k once I found out they offered that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I just mm -hmm. stopped like doing all the bullshit. The only thing I would do was smoke a little weed. Like I stopped buying gym shoes. Like you know, I just really like locked in and tapped in because everything that book was saying it was like it was like i just felt like he was talking to me mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i was the motherfucker sitting outside the motherfucking manager office trying to get a 10 cent raise and all that goofy ass shit like you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying like whole yeah. time that little money ain't finna change nothing but you know what i'm saying it was just mm -hmm. gonna help my you know what i'm saying mental to keep me there you know what i mean it was just like nah man like you gotta really like do something different and um, after that, you know, I just started, it just, I it, I just went down the rabbit hole. I just started reading everything about business, real estate, the stock market. Money Master the Game, man, was the second book that did it for me by Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. Everything about money. Like, it taught me everything about investing. So, Rich Dad, Poor Dad got my mind right and my mental right in the way that I think right. And then, like, when I picked up Money Master the Game, I was going through the airport one day. I was going to L.A. to see my homie Cosign, who, who's a music producer I was just telling you yeah. all about. And I grabbed that book, man, um, because, like I said, I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I had told myself that I was going to make a change. And mm -hmm. that shit just stood out. That shit said money, master the game. Yeah. Something about it was just in big, bold letters. And I'm like, that shit caught my attention because I was in there, like, grabbing the water and the sandwich or something. Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let me grab this motherfucking book. So I got it. Man, I started reading it. And you know Tony Robbins, he a motivational speaker. On top of him, you know what I'm saying, giving you that. Listen, game. I just saw he him at an event. I just saw him at an event this Saturday, and my man is a performer. He he yeah. he, got, he, he got that. Like I just yeah, I, I literally just saw him live. I just saw him live for the first time this past Saturday in Orlando, and you know it was crazy. But let me ask you this question. Um, based upon your story, right? Were you always a reader, or that's something that you picked up later on in life? It was just something that I knew I had to do out of desperation because it was all I had left. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I had tried everything, bro. Like, my friends had invested in me. These rich-ass niggas had invested in me. Like, my my family had invested in me. Like, the ones who had it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't like I was just, like, short-stopping on motherfuckers showing me love or nothing like that. Yeah. Like, that just wasn't my path. And God kept on closing doors in my face. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. But you, but you had, but you had, but you had people around you that were willing to like invest man, in, which is was, dope. That's man, dope too. They was, they was fucking with me. Like I say, my big sister Kiyoki, Um, during all of this time, like when I stepped away from rapping, she was a broker. Um, and um, she had told me like, hey, before this was before I got the job at the uh, telemarketing company. She was like, man, just come work with me at the office. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? Get you right or whatever. Cause she just knew I was going through that phase of kind of transitioning out of rap. And it was like a really, really depressing time for me because, mm -hmm. you know, that's like a, a, a big ass shot to your ego. You going from, and mind you, when I was rapping, bro, I was doing shows with motherfuckers like Fat Joe meeting like Jay-Z and Beyonce, T.I. Like yeah. My homies was heavy. So I was moving around with these guys and shit a lot. And um, it just like was a major blow to your ego to now you got to go to this motherfucking nine to five every day. Just like, it ain't, shit ain't moving as fast like it just it just don't feel the same yeah and um and and it was like a commission-based job where i was just like helping her like you know what i mean um pretty much manage properties and just do little stuff like that and then after a while she was like yo 
this stuff starting to pick up. Um, I need you to go take the real estate class. So she put me through real estate school and everything, bro. Um, and and the crazy thing is, it was right when the crash was gonna happen, and no, and we ain't know it was like yeah. 2007, 2008, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a while, she had to close the office down. She pulled me in the office and was just like, "Man, Dre, you know I love you, um, but you know we're gonna have to shut it down. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go start my business up." in vegas you know what i mean she went to pick back up in vegas and do some stuff in vegas and she was like you know um i just want you to know that you are you are so talented um you are extremely blessed but you gotta you gotta do something for yourself you know what i mean i can't like take care of you no more pretty much yeah she was like but i'm still gonna be here to help you whatever you need you know just reach out to me and um that was kind of like our like you know separating conversation from that job and um I, that's why i said i went and got the telemarketing job started educating myself and all that shit. And um, like I said, I started saving. So I did this for about three years at this telemarketing job, Jimmy. And um, after about three years- well, Real quick said, though, real quick, I wanna highlight something because I think that's important. Like, cause you, you see a lot of times online where people just wanna jump in and jump in and do things. You took a phase where you started educating yourself, but then saving at the same time and did that for three years. Like you yeah. put your head down and did the work. And I think that's important to highlight because everybody wants to move so fast you went for three years and just saved, but at the same time, you were doing your reading and educating yourself. And I think yeah. that's important. That's important to point out. I, I had to. I, like I said, I, I felt like I ain't had no other choice because I had been trying to move so fast already. You know what I'm saying? Like for so mm-hmm. many years. And it just wasn't working out for me. And this job really set me the fuck down. It was like, all right, really, nigga, the only way that you can really make money, the kind that you need to pay your bills, pay your child support, all of these different things. Is if you sit in this motherfucker for nine or ten hours a day, you really don't have a choice right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. You know it's funny because uh, shout out to our brother uh, Andre Hatchet. A couple years ago, he man, told me something. Bro. <laughs> yeah, he told me something that changed me. He said, man, sometimes you got to slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's kind of what he was talking about. Sometimes, like you, you know, you got to slow down in order to speed up. You got to take a step back, figure out what's going on, and then go. And that's yeah. kind of like what you're describing that you had to do. Um, so what was it like? So you saved for the three years. Um, you know, you were educating yourself. How did you make that first purchase? So in three years, I reached out to Kiyoki, my big sister. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey. Shout out to her. I'm like, I got some bread. I got about 10 grand. I'm ready to buy a house. She's like, I mean, that shit sound cool and all, but nigga, you a, a, a young man who really just, you know what I mean, trying to, you know what I mean, get his feet, you know what I mean, back on the ground and restart your life, you should consider looking into a multi-unit. And um, like I say, again, the, the light bulb went off because I had read the same thing in Rich Dad, Poor Dad previously, but I just wasn't thinking that way. It didn't like, you know what I mean, lock yeah, in yeah. quite yet with the real estate. It locked in with the mindset, but I, I wasn't at the real estate part yet. You know gotcha. what I mean? And when she said that, it just dinged off like, oh, shit, this the same thing Robert Kiyosaki told Joe Ellis. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, oh. And she was like, so think think about that and then call me back. So I went back, you know what I mean? And I revisited Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I revisited, you know what I mean, Money Master the Game because it was a real estate part in that book. Yeah. Too, you know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. just like, shit. And so I called her back. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, but how do it? And she was like, look, I'm finna give you the play. She's like, there's this program called NACA, Neighborhood Assistance Corporations of America. And she was like, it's a program that allows you to buy up to a four unit property with no money down, no closing costs, no PMI. They take care of your agent, 
They keep, they take care of your attorney. The only thing you got to pay for is your inspection fees on the properties you get contracts on. And uh, I'm like, you bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you bullshit. She's like, no, I'm not. And um, she's like, I really want you to do this. And you know, like I say, when it's somebody you love and you trust like that, it's like, mm -hmm. all right, cool, I'm going to do it. Because I know, like I say, I've seen this lady manage NBA niggas' careers and money and all kind of shit. So I know she's a very trustworthy person and she know her shit, you know? Yeah. On top of her, just like, just being one of them, one of them females that you just know just as a boss-ass female, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, I really want you to do this. Um, So I did it. I went to, I signed up on their website or whatever. I went to their meeting. It was like a four-hour meeting. It was long as fuck. Yes, it is. Been one of those. They, yeah, they confirmed everything that she said was true. And um, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do this shit. So I went ahead and, you know, signed up to meet with my counselor and everything. And um, I was blessed enough, man, to have a super cool counselor. His name is Jamil. Um, and he, we just hit it off from the first day that I walked in there, I guess, based on just like how I was dressed. He knew that I was just, you know what I'm saying? Just a young, hip, cool dude. Yeah. I had on some like some fresh ass mics at the time that had just came out. He was like, man, I tried to get those for my son. I couldn't get them. How you pull those off? And, you know, you know, I was like, I got a couple plugs or whatever. He was like, man, fam, next time I want some, you can give me some. I'm like, you know, I'll try to look out if I can or whatever. And our relationship just took off, man. He gave me the play, um, and told me what to do. And from there, uh, you know, I had some little stuff to pay off before I was able to go through the program because I wasn't quite ready. I had my car to pay off. I think I had like a phone bill or some, a couple of things and collections, but mm -hmm. I had the money to pay them off. So he was like, man, go pay these things off with cash right now. Bring me the letters back that say you paid them. You don't got to wait till they go through in the system and all that. Just get, you know what I mean, certified letters that say these things I paid off. Mm -hmm. And I can get them over to the underwriter and get you approved. So um, he ended up getting me approved. I think that process was like a month and a half because it took me a little while to get some things paid off. You know how mm -hmm. we like, we want to look at our money and shit. Don't <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got, ten, I got 10 bands, nigga, I ain't finna spend none of that. He's like, man, pay these bills off because that 10 bands, I'm finna turn it into a few hundred thousand for you. you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, I went ahead and did what I had to do. Like I said, he got me approved. I went on my search, bro, and um, I ended up finding me a um, a nice-ass brick four-unit building in a um, Chicago suburb just right outside of the city. Jimmy, man, amazing amenities right across the street from Walmart, right across the street from um, a train line, a bus line, and there's another train line not too far. Access to the expressway to get downtown in 10 minutes. Um, it's a beautiful park with swimming pools and a park district, basketball gym. All of these things, restaurants, oh, that's malls, like and all of these and, and you said that's and it was a four unit, right? Yeah, it's a four units. And that's fine. And my and mind you, I lived in this neighborhood before I bought here, so I knew I, I wanted to live in this neighborhood. I wanted to buy yeah. this neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Because I grew up around there and I lived in just in the bad side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the side that didn't, you know what I'm saying, necessarily do so good with like the good schools and all of that shit. And um I, I, I was able to, you know what I mean, close on that property, man. Um, and the crazy thing is when I found it, it was just like I had been looking for uh, like a month or two and I just wasn't successful. You know how it is when you're using these yeah. first-time home buyer programs, cash buyers beating you out, um, people who can close fast and you beating you out. So it was just like it wasn't working out for me initially. But then one night in the middle of the night, bro, like I was just searching, you know what I mean, on like Zillow, Redfin, you know, Realtor. And I saw this property had popped up in my desired neighborhood. Man, three of the units was filled. One of them was vacant. The one that was vacant had just got renovated. Mm. And it was at my price point. 
So I immediately called my agent. It's like midnight. He's like, man, you calling me? So he's like, so late. I'm like, I'm like, check, I'm like, I'm like, Dwayne, check your email right now. He's like, man, this shit better be good. I swear to God, this shit better be good. Cause I had called him like five times. Like I ain't even, I kept calling him. You know what I'm saying? He's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, I don't do this type of business. Like, you know what I'm, and, uh, I'm like, check your email. He's like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I, I wouldn't be calling you like this for no reason. He's like, man, I'm finna write this up right now. He's yeah. Like, Sign it and send it back to me. So when they get in their office in the morning, this is the first thing they see. You know what I'm saying? On their fax yeah. machine or whatever. And um, he did that shit. I signed it. Um, we got it back to them first thing in the morning. They accepted the offer, right? So yep. I'm excited. I'm on a thousand. Like, oh hell yeah, it's lit. And that same day, I had a um a rich dad poor dad seminar that had started that Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm lit. I'm, I got I got a contract. Yeah, you pumped up. You, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. We lit, bitch. Like ah. So I see as I'm sitting inside of this seminar, Dwayne called me and he left me a voicemail. So I'm like, I wonder what Dwayne wants. So I check the voicemail. He like, man, call me back. It's an emergency. I'm like, fuck. So I step out, I call him. He's like, man, I got some bad news. I'm like, what's up? He like, you won't believe this. He was like, so remember the offer got accepted, right? He was like, the wife signed the contract, but on the way home, the husband was coming from work. He was finna sign it. Another offer came in. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So so they saw this offer before he signed our contract, and they were like, uh, we got ourselves a doozy here. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, so they was like, you know, we, 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 we're not going to accept your offer. We're going to, you know what I mean, go highest and best bid first thing in the morning. So mm-hmm. I had to go up on my offer, 20 bands. Um, luckily for me, the people who were offering against me, they were offering cash, and they kept their offer the same. Like, shit, we offering cash. Fuck this. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And um, my agent kind of played the um, emotion card with them as well. So he we went up 20 bands and um, he was like, you know, you know, he's a good kid. He's been living in this neighborhood for a while. He's not just an investor trying to like move your tenants out and take over the property. You know, him and his family want to stay in the building. And they kind of bid on that car in addition to the extra 20K. So I got okay. it and I ended up, um, you know, going through the process, inspections, all of that shit through the NACA program. And man, the, the greatest thing that happened was at the closing table because all of these moving parts is what set me up to do everything that I'm doing today. Right. So like I say, by that time I had about $12,000 saved up. I didn't have to use any of that money for anything, Jimmy. Um, I was able to get $10,000 back from the sellers, you know what I mean? Um, as mm-hmm. a credit, um, I was able to buy my interest rate down from three and a half percent to two and a half percent. In addition to that, I walked away from the closing table with a $5,000 check right mm. so, so let's let's unwrap some things here so i had 12 grand i got an extra five grand from the sellers right yeah on top of that i just eliminated all of my bills no more rent no more none of that shit. i live for free at this point right mm-hmm. so that was a friday i just got my work check as well which was about fifteen hundred dollars let's say right so where we at 18 five roughly mm-hmm. on top of that I walked into the building on the last day of the month. That's when I closed. I got all three rent checks. And you know that first month, you don't have a mortgage. Exactly, yeah. So all of that rent money, that was mine, which was like an extra 3500 So that's eighteen five plus 3500 So that's down to 22 grand that I have sitting 
in cash after I closed and moved into this new place that I now own. And just like, it changed my entire life. So with that money, of course, I told you, money master the game got me right, right? I started investing in the stock market, you know what I mean? Starting all of these businesses, creating my content. I just really started my brand with that money and it helped put me in position. And in addition to that, man, I was able to like take my girl at the time and mm -hmm. take her through the NACA program and use some of that money to help her get her NACA property, which ended uh, up being, yeah, that shit ended up being a million dollar property. And the interest rate on that property was 0.8% on her. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so after you settled on the four unit, you was like, you realized the power of the program and the power of the real estate. So you walked your girl through and got her to a point, you said 0.8%. On a million dollar property. On a million dollar property. So you 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 guys turn, you know, um, you know, to a four unit. So you got multi like million dollar properties from literally just uh using your head and, and, and figuring these things out. No money down, man. Pretty much. Like I just kept keep rolling over the same bread. Like the money that I put into the stock market, it was um right around the time when Trump had first got in the office. The stock market was busting. Mm -hmm. That money, you know what I'm saying, essentially doubled over that three or four year time frame. I took mm -hmm. that out. And to be able to avoid taxes, I just rolled it over into some real estate for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, mm. and this shit just rolling. And, and, it, and the money that we used wasn't for the down payment, like on the property. It was to buy the interest rate down to 0 0.8, which is what made it affordable because the rents up here are high as fuck. Like, we talking like $1,600 for a one bedroom. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, made this place way more than affordable when you can get a 0.8% interest rate. And over time, buying that interest rate down from 3.5 to 0 0.8 on this mm -hmm. on this number property over 30 years man that saved us probably about 300 grand like for real for real yeah absolutely absolutely so now so now you guys uh you know now you in the real estate game you in the stock market um you set yourself up so at this point what's the next step like what's the next step in terms of your evolution of, of going from someone who wanted to really be a rapper to now you're in the, you're an investor now Man, it's crazy, ain't it? Uh, <laughs> bro, um, at this point, I'm just trying to help as many people as I can, which is why I'm, like, growing my brand. So in addition to um, the stuff that I'm telling y'all, like I said, the property, I have a series called The Landlord Life um, that I created on YouTube where I pretty much show people the inside and day-to-day -day of the type of stuff you'll be dealing with as a landlord, not all the glitz mm -hmm. and glamour of, like, being an entrepreneur and an investor. No, I'm showing you the actual inside look. Of me being a landlord, plumbing issues that I have, fucking roof issues that I may have, toilet issues that I might have, just like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like, just recently, I got stuck in my garage, like because the garage broke. I couldn't open the garage door. I couldn't drive my car out. Just like little stuff like that that I'm showing. Yeah. Like, man, prepare for this kind of stuff and don't think that the money that you're making from your property is going to be for your pocket and for you to kick it with because you're going to always have small issues, but then you're going to also come across those big issues which is another thing. I just had a $33,000 plumbing issue on one of my properties. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm showing you like the good, the bad, and the, you know what I'm saying? The ugly yeah. shit. So you can like kind of prepare mentally and financially and understand that, no, nah, this ain't going to be no cakewalk in the real play come when you, you know what I mean? Sell everything at the end or you end up paying your mortgages off and you all cash flow. Some of the cash flow good right now, you can kind of like, you know, kick it with it a little bit but man i'm just i just be trying to be responsible and save it and take care of the properties and add value to the property as much as i can and that's what i was going to ask you right so you know you've already said that you became a saver 
and I guess you kids still keep those same habits now that you you know now that you own the properties you own and you have the stock that you have. You still a, a, a heavy saver. Man, yeah, because I'm 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 scared to be broke again, bro. That's probably like my number one fear, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Like being broke again, that shit scared the fuck out of me. Cause I remember what that shit used to feel like. I remember like the days where like you know what I mean. You really got to stretch, like eat noodles, and you know what I mean. Got to hope your phone yeah. don't get cut off. Just you know what I mean. Real shit like that that. You look back on like, damn, I actually made it out that shit, but I, I really don't ever, 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 ever want to go back through that shit and I don't wish that shit on nobody. You know what I'm mean? saying? Let me ask you a question. I got a couple questions for you. The first question is this, though. Coming from the humble beginnings, um, how has that uh, added to or, or, or helped you now that you are where you are? Like, there had to have been a positive from it that helps you navigate the world and, um, you know, kind of being a guy. I, um, I just... I'm I'm more appreciative of just everything. Like I'm a I'm a pre- I appreciate like conversations that I have with a homeless man. Like I just, you know what I mean. I view things like I ain't supposed to be here. You know what okay. I'm saying? Got you. So it's like so it's like I have a real like um like humble approach to it. Like and sometimes I have to tell myself like you don't always gotta be like this. Talk your shit. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like be your like full confident self. Cause I'm extremely confident, but at the same mm-hmm. time. I, I just try to like keep it like real like low key because um <clears throat> I know like the loudest person in the room, you know what I mean, ain't always, you know what I mean, what they say to y'all. You know what I'm talking about? It's true. This is true. <laughs> so I and I and I try and I try to be more observant and listen and learn. And that's and a lot of times that's that is how I learn. Like I ain't never been to like, you know, jail, none of that shit because I done seen my cousins and family members, the shit that they, I, I'm good at learning indirectly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, listen, I don't always got to learn from experience. Like, amen. <laughs> listen, I got family sitting right now and I'm cool. I don't need to, <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool on that. Yeah, like, so, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now, bro, it started because of the real estate. Like I say, the content that I create, like I said, I have a merchandise brand that I'm working mm-hmm. on. I have a book that's about to drop. Just like all of these different things all started with that very first property that freed me up and um and, and me educating myself and learning the process before I get in it. And I see now a lot of times what people are doing, they just want to like jump right into stuff because the internet will pump you up and gas you up. But a lot of yep. times the people y'all see it, like you got to listen to their story and hear what they went through first. It didn't just like they ain't get into stock options and hit a lick. They ain't just jump into real estate and start out and hit a lick. They had to go through something that kind of like, you know what I mean? Set them up for that. Like, so like kind of like understand what your process is and understand your path and stop trying to skip steps and just get to the results because that's how you're gonna end up, you know what I mean? Falling exactly. short or you know what I'm saying, that, ending up fucked up. Yeah, that's why I thought it was important to point out that you took a three-year period where you just stacked your bread and and kept reading. Like, and I think that's important because people out here chasing lottery tickets, and that's not what it's about. Yeah, you know I'm saying, you know, sometimes you got to put that work in and what you what you did, man. And that's why I'm glad to see how things worked out for you. Um, Next question I have is this, though, in, in following your page and listening to your story. um, You know, you give all the game away. You, you tell people how you did it and you're big on this NACA program. Yes, so sir. I want to talk about the NACA program for a second Um, because you teach people about it. Yep. because and, and again, I've been a NACA agent before and I, I've been in those those long ass seminars. Yeah. But I, I know things change over time. I know back when I was doing it, um, and I haven't done a NACA deal in probably 15 years. It's been around for a while. Yeah, um, people just don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that back then they would like get all in your business. They would have you doing community service and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is it still the same? Like, what what are some of the benefits, the pluses and minuses of NACA? If you could explain so, briefly. 
so for example, for me, like this is my community service to NECA. You know what I'm saying? Like this type of stuff, like because who? Ah. How, how how else? What better way to spread the word about NACA than a podcast or you know what I mean, a video on Instagram? Because that that gets the word out to way more people than me just going. And yes, it does. You know what I'm saying? Like since yeah. I've been doing these podcasts, you know how many people know about the NACA program? Do you know how big my following has got because of NACA? Like yeah. That's like this this service that I'm providing, they need to them to be paying me for this shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, do you work for NACA? Like, no, it's just it's just like I want people to know all the options that they have, and I don't have a problem with none of the other programs, but like it just ain't gonna beat this one. Like, it may take a little longer, it may, you know what I mean, require a little more work, but god damn, no money down. Like, y'all, seriously. So my next question is this though. Is there is there limits on the amount of property you can buy or the type of property you can buy with NACA? Um, so for example, of course they have a um I forgot what it's called, but you know, if you make too much money, you can't buy in like a, a neighborhood that's gonna like um make your income level go up, but you can buy in a uh in a in a neighborhood that's either equal to your income or lower. So okay. Somebody, so somebody like me, who didn't have a lot of income at the time, they they won't force me to stay in like a low income neighborhood. They be like, "All right, motherfucker, you can go to the rich people neighborhood if you want to." You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. their whole thing is to balance out, you know what I mean, neighborhoods and just like you know what I mean, close the the wealth gap and just like create equality. So it shouldn't be like in Chicago. It shouldn't be Wicker Park. The median income is a million dollars in Bronzeville. The median income is fifty thousand. So they taking people from Bronzeville, you know what I mean, the South Side, and sending them up north, letting them buy property that's worth a million dollars. And they're forcing people who want to go through the NACA program and using no money down and all that stuff. Somebody from Wicker Park, all right, you go buy in Bronzeville then so you can bring their median income level up. Ah, got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. So for the folks out there um, that are watching, I'll make sure to uh, put all Andre's links within there so you can see him as he teaches about NACA and everything he's got going on. Let me ask you a couple more questions before we get out of here. Um, along this journey, right, um, and you told an amazing story about the rap career, but I don't know if that's what you want to say. What would you say is the biggest hurdle to help you get you to where you are today um, from where you started? Um, it wasn't even rap, man. It was just like myself, man, understanding that um, everything happens. Um in due time you know what i mean i used to like i i wanted to rush a lot like i said man you gotta understand like i was around guys who were superstars on sports illustrated on espn when they were 18 and 19 years old like my friends were real live fucking superstars in mm -hmm. college and the nba like shannon played with lebron kobe like you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah he when he was at illinois he was that dude you know what i'm saying so it's like i wanted that shit too when i was young but it just wasn't my time you know what Got i mean you. so it was like me dealing with myself like I've been my biggest hurdle on all of this shit. Interesting. It was it was it was just me having to understand, like, bro, like, get on your shit, do what you're supposed to do, and just kind of like be patient and and let this thing play out. Like, you don't eat the fruit the same day you plant the seed. You understand what I'm saying? That's a bar. So so it's like you have to understand that their path ain't your path. Like. Just look at this shit as a blessing that they even brought you on this path and you able to see this shit, be around this shit, experience this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And look at it as motivation to get to the next level. And that's mainly what I did. But at the same time, I will also have those frustrating times like, God damn, when is going to be my turn? 
You know what I'm saying? Not even yeah. on no hating shit, but just on some. No, I got you. So, because listen, as a man too, like you, we, we, uh, you know, I tell people that the ma- the male ego is uh, something else, right? Yeah. And if you don't understand how to control that ego, that'll bother you too. Like your, yes, your ego takes a hit. Yeah. Yes, so sir. I get it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I get yes, it. So I, that's so I dealt with that a lot, man. And once I and that's what that's what Rich Dad Poor Dad did for me. It really broke down me. Like, bro, it's all you. Like, it's you. Like, you deciding to wait on other people. You're deciding to, like, you have the option to go out and take the fucking world by storm just like these niggas is doing. Yeah. You got the same option. You just sitting around waiting, though. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, once you realize that, it's like, oh, shit. It is me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's something I got from Gary V too. Like, man, stop, stop looking around for, you know what I mean, pity parties and for motherfuckers to feel a certain type of way for you. And for a motherfucker to do something for you, like, nah, it's you, bro. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's all you. The way that you think, the way that you maneuver around here, just like your relationships, all of that shit. You are in control of all of that shit. Yeah. Man, Maybe that's amazing. Figure that out. In the minute that you're able to, like, to, to step up and take control of that shit, I promise you, your life's going to change. That's dope, man. That's dope. So I, I, I'm about to say, um, those two books, those would be the two books that you would recommend someone. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Money, Money Master the Game. Those two books are the ones that change it for you. For starters, because everybody always wants to know about their money. You know what I'm saying? It's always money first. Like, because in the black community, that's where we're the most fucked up at money and health. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you can't really get help if you ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? So it all starts with the dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I will say yes. And I would say rich dad, poor dad before the money book, because if your mind ain't right, you ain't gonna know what the fuck to do with the money. You know this what I'm saying? True. Yeah. So, so so rich dad, poor dad, and in and, and along with rich dad, poor dad, I will tie that along with so these are the three. Rich dad, poor dad, think and grow rich, and money master the game. If you're gotcha. looking for three things to start with to get you right, as far as like mentality, money, and just like you know what I mean, getting your shit all the way together. Those are the three that really did it for me. Um, you know, you go into other books and you know, books start suggesting other books and stuff for you to read, but those were the three most powerful influences. Got you. Yeah, I would say that's dope. Uh, and when you got into the stock market and then you start to see how money actually works, where you know you can own these companies and 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 how it's different than what we're taught from where we come from. Yeah. What was that? What was that moment like when you finally actually saw it work out? And you realize, like, hold up, my money is making money, and I don't have to get up and do nothing. Like, what was that moment like for you? It was some of the coolest shit ever, Jimmy, because typically, like, and I don't know why this is, but like, and I and I talk to people all the time about it. Like, motherfuckers are scared of the stock market, bro. Like, black people is like, we fear that shit. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like why? Like, man, because it could crash. I'm like, that's when you start buying the shit. Like, that's when you buy everything. Like, buy everything. Then go get to your motherfucking shoebox, all that shit. Put that shit into Apple, all that shit. Go buy yeah. all that shit when you hear about a crash. What you running for? Like, you just don't understand. And I think information is our, like, people's kryptonite, bro. Like, man, like, we got to stop running from this information because the information is what's going to help us. And I think, you know what I mean? Everything is shifting now, you know, we're earning yeah. these guys like us, uh Black Wolf Renaissance, man. Yep. Like, I think there's a shift. Not all of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but at the end of the day, like back in the day, like when we were younger, like it just man, like, man, stay away from that credit. Don't get no credit cards. Like my, you know what I mean? My aunties and people like, like, why not? 
This yeah. is how you leverage business. This is how you leverage money. And, and it's funny. I'm, it's funny you say that because I was talking to a couple of friends and I'm like, I think that sometimes also we live in a bubble because I often say that, man, things are changing. But then like, you know, I'll be back in the neighborhood. So I had a conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago and the boy was like, man, I'm cool and all that crypto stock market. Man, I'm going to gamble. He, he literally told me. He literally told me. I swear to you. Yeah, I'd rather gamble. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? Sometimes you got to get out of your bubble because like we surround ourselves with people who are like minded, which is what yes. you should do. But when you come out of that bubble, you realize that we still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, a lot, a lot, because people are like so fearful and just like scared based on like rumors and what they hear. And it's just like, bro, like I'm trying to be the example for you. Like, you know me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't like I'm just some nigga on the internet. Like, bro, you know me. Like, I'm your cousin. I'm your uncle. I'm your, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm out here doing. And it's like, it'll be those same people who act like they don't see you. It's like, bro, you see how I'm out here moving. You see, I offer free information. Like, why won't you just give me a call? Why won't you holler at me? Like, we can go have a bill. We can smoke whatever. We can still do all that shit. But I just ain't going to talk about the bullshit, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think that's interesting, man. That's I want to talk about how we can build. And that's one thing I appreciate about you is you you are authentically you, right? You know what I mean? You talk about like, yo, I'm a, I'm a smoke, but I'm also going to invest these properties. In. Like you're you're authentically you, and I think that's important because um because as a people we we're not the same. We come from all different walks of life, and we we move different ways. But it's important to be your authentic self. Um, because like I said, man, we got a lot of work to do, man. This brother I was talking to. He had on like, and the funny thing is, I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, you dressed in all these brands that are on the market. Like, you don't know, you talk about you don't know where to start at and all this. I'm like, dude, you got on Nike. You know what I mean? You got on Louis. I'm like, you you don't mind being a consumer, but you don't want to be an investor in the same companies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. So, with that being said, though, I I just want to say, man, thank you for your time, man. Thank you so much. But the last question I have is, what's the future hold for you? What are some of the things you want to do in the future? Um. Currently, just like at this point, trying to scale my brand, um, just so I can um, touch more people. Honestly, and I'm I, I ain't trying to scale necessarily for money. I'm more so trying to scale so I can touch more people because I know it's a lot of people out there like me. You know what I mean? That have been through what I've been through, going through what you know what I mean. I've been through, and I just want to kind of be an example for people because I know it's not a lot of examples for those people, especially like in the communities that we come from. You know what I mean? I want to like. Mm-hmm go into those places, like I said, looking like how I look, talking like how I talk, being able to smoke a joint or a blunt with a motherfucker, have a beer with a motherfucker, and just really chop it up and let them know, like, hey, man, your circumstances never, ever, ever, ever dictate your outcome. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm just like you. I'm from this same place. You know what I mean? I was adopted, mom and daddy on dope, like, all that shit, bro. Like, you can come out of this shit. Like, this ain't the end all and do all for you. Like, you know what I mean? You have options. And then, like, not just say this to them, but actually, like, come up with and create, like, actionable steps to help them, like, get their shit together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm working on my book, um, Renaissance's Five-Step Guide on How to Get Your Shit Together. Because I think it's essential for people to, like, have a blueprint and not just, like, have a bunch of motherfuckers being flashy in front of them saying, yeah, 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 you can get this too by my course. It's like, nah, what's the blueprint to this shit? Like, you know what I mean? How can I get this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just, like, see you flashing money in my face and pulling up on me a nice ass car. Teach me how to do the same thing that you're doing. And not only teach me how to get it, but teach me how to maintain it too so I can have this shit for the long term. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely, man. Listen, man. I just want to say first and foremost, man, congratulations on on everything that you've already accomplished and what you will accomplish. Um, You know, following your journey, man, your YouTube channel, you show all the, uh, 
you show everything going on in terms of being a landlord, um, which I think is amazing to show the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I'm going to put links to everything within the description, the YouTube, the Instagram, all of it. So you can check out everything you got going on. But continue success, man. Continue teaching our folks. Like I said, we need more soldiers out there doing the work that you're doing. So uh, keep that up. And I just want to say thank you for sharing uh, your story with our audience, man. And thank you for your time. Good brother. For sure, Jimmy, man. Uh, anytime, man. Thank you for having me on. I love everything that you got going. Um, just yeah. good and just like all of this stuff, man. So anytime Appreciate you that. need me, any way I can help, man, don't hesitate to reach out again. Thank you hey, man. for having me on. Same here, bro. Same here, bro. And thank you so much for saying that, man. So to our audience out there, man, as we always say, right, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, man. And we'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace.